welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Robin Hinkle and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we can respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John chapter 1 verses 8 through 9 puts it this way, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A reading from John chapters 5, verses 30 through 47. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek to do not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that his testimony to me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. Not that I accept such human testimony, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father has given me to complete, the very works that I am doing, testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified on my behalf. You have never heard his voice or seen his form, and you do not have his word abiding in you, because you do not believe whom he has sent." You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that testify on my behalf. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. If another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the one who alone is God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. If you believed Moses, you would, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? Here ends the reading. As many of you know, being an Episcopal priest is my second career. In my first career, I was a lawyer. For 15 years, I practiced law as a commercial litigator. I like to say that I've gone from practicing law to practicing grace. As you can imagine, I've heard a lot of lawyer jokes over the years, and of course all of them reflect a disdain for lawyers. They usually rank us below used car dealers in the pecking order of popularity. As I was reading this gospel for today, I therefore was struck by the fact that one of the characteristics of God is as a lawyer. We like to think of him as creator and sustainer of the world, as our father, as a warrior, but a lawyer? I'm not making this up. God gave Moses a set of laws to guide his chosen people in his ways. This is a legal approach to leading a nation. And God also from the beginning was regarded as a judge, which as you have probably realized through our own system of justice, it is the lawyers who are the ones that eventually become judges. 
And then in this gospel passage, we see Jesus taking on this particular aspect of God. Jesus is playing the role of his own defense attorney before a bunch of Pharisees and other leaders. You see this when you put this passage in context. Jesus has been accused of blasphemy because he is saying he is the Son of God, and he is equating himself with God. On the other side, the Jewish lawyers and leaders understand exactly what he is claiming, because they are trying to kill him for saying such nonsense. Blasphemy under the law of Moses is punishable, punishable by death by execution. And so since they do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, or are refusing to acknowledge him as such, they want to put him on trial for blasphemy. But that's not all. Jesus has also just healed the man with the withered hand. And he did it in front of their very eyes. But he apparently had the bad judgment to do this miracle on the Sabbath. So a second charge that the lawyers of the Jews are bringing against him is that he has violated the laws of the Sabbath. What we see, therefore, in this gospel lesson is Jesus acting as his own defense attorney. Jesus is putting on evidence to show that he is who he says he is, the Son of God, and that he knows the Sabbath meaning far better than his accusers. His evidence that supports his claims are the works, the miracles he has done, healing the lame and the sick, providing bread to the hungry. These are things that God does. He also presents evidence through the, ter- the testimony of another, John the Baptist, who pointed to him as a long-awaited Messiah. And finally, he cites the scriptures. He says that this is documentary evidence that points to him as the Savior and Redeemer of the world. He is telling them, if you pay attention to the documents of the ancient Jewish scripture, they show that he is the one fulfilling the law and the prophets. And so we see in this gospel a frustrated Jesus. How can you not see who I am? Do you not see this plethora of evidence? Are your ears stopped up? Are your eyes blind? You know, that day, Jesus therefore tells those first century listeners that they do not have the love of God within them. Those are tough words. Thankfully, We who are fortunate to live on this side of the resurrection do have the love of God within us. We who live on this side have the benefit of the witnesses of the risen Lord, along with the coming and the flooding of our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And our belief in God is sustained and supported by His very presence within us. And so I want to end with a new view of the law that Christians are invited to hold along with Jesus, our defense attorney, and our ever-merciful judge. I believe it reflects the position of our Lord and defines, in part, the work of His Holy Spirit within us. And it comes to us from Psalm 119. Oh, how I love your law! It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment make me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. How sweet are your words to my taste! sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word, Jesus Christ, your Son, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.